Welcome everyone to another episode of Pastors Are People Too. Where pastor, author, teacher, Taryn B. Gaddis attempts to join congregation and clergy, pulpit and pew together in order that we might better be equipped to do the work of the ministry. Today's episode will be talking about the humanity of the pastor. Specifically, how a pastor experiences trauma. Pastoral ministry is at times an oxymoron. On one hand, pastoral ministry is a delight. But on the other hand, it is discouragement at the same time. Pastoral ministry is is a privilege and a pain at the same time. Pastoral ministry is a thrill and is trouble at the same time. It's lovely and lonely at the same time. Pastoral ministry is rewarding and relentless at the same time. Ministry is more than writing sermons. Ministry is more than saying prayers. Ministry is more than getting up on Sunday morning and delivering a 20, 30, 40 minute uh, sermon The pastoral ministry is so, so difficult. Ladies and gentlemen, fasten your seatbelts and hold on. Tonight's episode may get a little bumpy, but in the end it will smooth out. Lean in and listen closely as pastor, author, teacher, Taryn Gaddis talks with us about the trauma of Hello and welcome to Pastors Our People Too. I'm your host, pastor, teacher, Arthur Taryn Gaddis. This podcast series is where we talk about God's ordained partnership and stewardship and fellowship between the pastor and people, pulpit and puke, clergy and congregation and minister and membership. It is literally where we take a sneak peek into the pastor's office for those who sit in the pew each week. Darren Carson is the founder and president of Training Leaders International. He writes, it was Sunday morning, and as I got up to the pulpit and looked out, a flood of emotions hit me as I tried to begin to preach. It was staring out at the people I knew who were waiting to hear what God had to say. I had fired some people recently, a brother for whom Christ had died. That morning before service, multiple children had come up to me and to get a hug and a high five, followed by a new widow who had just, uh, who was just overwhelmed. To my left was a woman whose husband was in a steady decline. Just behind her was a guy who had recently begun experiencing freedom for pornography. Behind him was a woman whose husband had suddenly abandoned her and her daughter. An abuse victim sat to my right. The couple near the back had just buried their daughter directly in front of me. There was 30 eager college students eluding excluding, eluding 
uh, energy and passion and, and joy. And then, of course, there were my children sitting with my wife, wondering what dad would say. Some 650 souls, all with a unique story God was weaving. I know their names. How should a pastor handle the waves of emotion that come from knowing about the souls of more people than most? With that knowledge comes joy and burden. Enough studies have shown that many pastors are not carrying these burdens well. And so what can be done? I understand that helping people process through feelings and emotions and providing support needed to enable a person's journey toward healing and wholeness is, is one of many roles that pastor and shepherd has. Through the years, I realized Pastors are carrying an enormous responsibility for the emotional and the physical and the spiritual health of their congregation and their communities. It's been especially challenging as the pandemic has increased the number of people seeking answers and needing various forms of care and pastors trying to find the best way to meet those needs in a brand new way. Expectations are high. And I would even go further to say expectations are at time unrealistic. Here are the reasons I believe that this is true. Pre-pandemic, the expectations of a pastor to visit the hospital and, and the congregate's homes and nursing homes change immediately. Hugs and handshakes, one-on-one -on -one counseling and office visits change immediately. Our family care and Sunday morning worship change immediately. Our prayer meeting, our communion services, and our baptism services change immediately. I can remember one of the first pandemic funerals I served. I was an emotional wreck. I even shed tears after uh, as I was driving away from the funeral home that day. How I could, uh, I had, the way I had become accustomed to serving my families was a thing of the past. I grieved that thought that I can no longer visit the family's home, that I can no longer assist and comfort the family as they made arrangements on that, on that day. And on the day of the service, I could not go and meet and have prayer within the, at the family's home. And I could no longer embrace the grieving mothers and father and the, and the grieving fathers uh, who were great members. The emotional and mental and spiritual toll, the emotional, the emotions that arise in ministry comes involuntarily and can feel overwhelming often at times. I'm often deeply grieved, not just over trials in my own life, but over the trials of the people who I am blessed to serve and whom I love dearly. I can be perplexed sometimes to despair hard pressed and sometimes crushed, outwardly getting older and wasting away and not always feeling renewed inwardly. The emotional toll of pastoral uh, ministry is undeniable and unavoidable. I think you get the point, don't you? But I wanna say that pastors are human too. I've said that over and over again, which will be the basis of our time 
that we spend on a weekly basis as we as we delve into the life of a pastor, as we as we crack the door of the pastor's study and and look in at the pastor's home and the pastor's children and and the things that are going on emotionally and physically and spiritually with the pastor, many pastors who are not seen as human, many of them are experiencing weaknesses, weariness and weakness and stress and discouragement and some of the very same feelings that they are helping other people work through, they are suffering from themselves. Tasha's, Tasha uh, Harrison Warner, uh, a priest and an author, uh, notes this, that the sense of exhaustion and frustration is very real in this time. This is not the way we are intended to do ministry. Human beings are not supposed to live this way, but we need to now, we need to now in order to love our neighbors well. And that was the sentiment of many pastors and most pastors across the, this country and in, around the world. We, we wanted to love our neighbors, but at the same time, we suffered from the reality that the way we did ministry was a thing of the past, which um, often brought about uh, exhaust, uh, exhaustion and, and frustration. This is has been the particular, uh, this has been a particular hard time these last three years for the entire world. But I would even go even further to say that it's been a very difficult time for pastors and shepherd who have tried to, who've had to carry the extra burden of trying to pull the church in to this new season that we're in. Couples that are feeling uh, that they have hidden their own pain and struggles add to it's a global pandemic and polarizing nation. It's not difficult to understand why more and more pastors are leaving ministry altogether. You can only imagine pastors leaving at the rate they were prior to the pre-pandemic, but you can only imagine after three years of frustration, three years of uh, pastors being exhausted and, and overworked and underpaid and underappreciated why so many would leave ministry altogether. It is difficult, and I will repeat that again, it's difficult to carry the illness and disorientation and the death and the grief of an entire church and community on your shoulders. It's especially exhausting when you are to also carry your own, that you have the burden of trying to hold other marriages together when yours may be falling apart. You are to pray for other children and sometimes may not have the time or the energy to pray for your own. You, you, you're trying to worry about how others will pay bills and sometimes your bills are out of hand. And thus, it results in a traumatic experience. Yes, pastors experience traumatic experiences. Tell the truth. Let's just tell the truth about trauma. There are three main types of trauma. There's acute 
trauma, there's chronic trauma, there's complex trauma. Acute trauma, trauma results from a single incident, just something out of the blue, something, a one-off. It's acute trauma. And then there is chronic trauma is repeated and prolonged such as domestic violence and domestic violence or abuse. And then there's complex trauma. Complex trauma is exposed, is exposure to various and multiple uh, traumatic events, often of an invasion or impersonal, interpersonal nature. In America, church at large, we tend to shy away from talking about trauma, especially when it comes to our pastors and our shepherds. We want to see our pastors and shepherds strong. We want to see them stable. And above all, we want to see them above approach and able to handle anything that comes their way. But the truth is our pastors, like the rest of us, have emotions. They feel pain. They feel they experience grief. They experience sadness, disorientation. They experience time of weariness. They experience times of sickness and disappointment and even depression. Not, not only uh, allowing those in ministry to show their pain while continuously demanding that they carry our own is damaging and a sure path to burnout. Just imagine not being able to deal with your own pain because you're so busy dealing with other people's pain that and and those that that you're carrying their pain they are the ones who who determine the 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 type of lifestyle you have and the type of car you drive and possibly even the kind of house you drive and some and the house that you live in and so many times we are dealing with the pain of continually having to carry other people's pain and not dealing with your own pain, having to deal with other people's dilemmas and not handling your own dilemmas well, you can only imagine how damaging it is and how it will be a sure path to burnout. Most um, find themselves stepping into pastoring do so because of a deep sense of compassion for the hurt, and the hurting world, the hurting people in need of a loving savior with a great call and unction of the Holy Spirit to step into the gospel ministry. These same compassionate leaders deal with restless nights, early morning fields with thoughts and prayers about how to reach the lost, how to feed the hungry, how to grow disciples, how to walk alongside the hurting, how to bring freedom to the oppressed and marginalized. And let's not forget how will this ministry get funded? All this concern can turn to stress and anxiety, depression and doubt fear and frustration, leaving many pastors and shepherds with a sense that they are never going to be able to do enough. 
trying to please people will always lead to burnout. Pastoral ministry is at times oxymoron. On one hand, pastoral ministry is a delight, but on the other hand, it is discouragement at the same time. Pastoral ministry is a, is a privilege and a pain at the same time. Pastoral ministry is a thrill and is trouble at the same time. It's lovely and lonely at the same time. Pastoral ministry is rewarding and relentless at the same time. Ministry is more than writing sermons. Ministry is more than saying prayers. Ministry is more than getting up on Sunday morning and delivering a 20, 30, 40 minute uh, sermon. The pastoral ministry is so, so difficult. It makes sense, doesn't it? When we really look at the pastoral and ministry, look at our pastors and shepherds, being a pastor and shepherd is no cakewalk. It's more than, as I said, writing sermons and having coffee with people, it's doing funerals for little babies, it's counseling adulterous couples, it's praying for a mother who was just diagnosed with breast cancer. It's it's working on cost-effective ways uh, to build it, to build uh, buildings and pastor pastoring the people of God. It's hard work. It's a high calling for a reason, because pastor past, pastoring and the pastoral ministry and pastoring people of God is hard work. However while leading local church churches does take a toll on pastors most pastors feel rewarded in their work nearly eight out of ten pastors 79 percent disagree with the statement being in ministry has had a negative effect on my family. The study found that 18% of pastors have more than 10 close friends in their congregation. In addition, 16% have six to 10 friends, 38% have three to five friends, 10% have two friends, and 4% have one friend. But 12% of pastors have no close friends in their congregations. The research concludes, many pastors love their jobs. As you can see from uh, our talks, not all pastors are depressed, not all pastors are lonely. We're not putting all pastors in the same bag. Many pastors love their jobs and many have plenty of friends, but so many are lonely. So many are depressed at the same time. The high calling of pastoring at the local church is emotional. It is spiritual, and even physically stressful at times. So what can we do?
Thank you for joining us for this episode of Pastors Are People Too, where our hosts share with us about the different types of trauma. There's acute trauma, there's chronic trauma, and there's complex trauma. And our prayer is that you will not be guilty of not allowing your pastor to show his or her pain while continually demanding that they carry yours. It is damaging and it is a sure path to burnout. Thank you to our host for giving us a sneak peek inside the pastor's study. Now lean in and listen closely for some encouraging words and our closing prayer. How can we support the leaders and the pastors, our shepherds of the local churches? How can we show them our appreciation, encourage them as they fulfill the calling the Lord has given them? How can you encourage your pastor? How can you encourage your shepherd? How can you encourage the one who watches over your soul? I'll give you one guess. And that is to pray for them. And I believe that after all that we have discussed today, we ought to spend a few moments just asking God to bless pastors and shepherds and leaders across this country and around the globe. Father, we, we're thankful for just the privilege of having a sneak peek into the pastor's office, into the pastor's home, into the pastor's marriage, and into the pastor's work that you have graciously called them to. We pray today, Lord, for pastors, leaders, shepherds that cover your church and your sheep. We pray, Father God, that you will give them a greater understanding. of where they are spiritually. Father, they can never, ever lead your people in the way they should lead if, in fact, they themselves are not spiritually healthy. So we pray today, Lord, that our spiritual leaders will find the time to have that those quiet moments with you, that they will understand how important communing with you, having a time of studying your word together, not to prepare sermons, but simply to be able to tap into the power and the strength that is found only in your word. Father, we ask now that your Holy Spirit will 
shine a light in their lives that they may be able to see in their own lives while they are to be under shepherds over your sheep and to help and assist sheep your sheep to grow spiritually to grow and grow and mature as they should help them to understand that why they're called to be shepherds they are sheep as well we pray father that the heavy load that they carry will not become too heavy for them. That which they ought to lay at your feet, help them to lay at your feet. That which they are to carry, give them the strength to carry. But Father, give them the insight and the wisdom to know the difference. And Father, we know that these last three years has, has turned the pastoral ministry upside down. And while none of us as pastors were prepared, Father, we serve you. And we know that you've never been caught off guard and you've never been surprised. So Father, help us to lean and depend upon you to be able to know how to serve your people in this new season that you have us in. Father, place strong men and women around your shepherd they may encourage and strengthen and pray and hold up the arms of your leader. Father, I pray for those who are who's suffering because of the trauma that they've faced. How many times have they had to stand over the bedside of someone as they took their last breath? How many times, Father, have they had to uh, to to rush in in an abusive situation and, and try to make sense of a dysfunctional family. How many times have they been a target of attacks and have been ambushed and have been lied on and have been mistreated? Father, I pray now, Lord, that you will heal, begin to heal that pain, begin to heal that trauma, begin to piece, piece together, Lord, that minister's life, that pastor's life, knowing that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. Father, we pray for those who have been faithful listeners of pastors, our people too. And we pray for them as well that if they are members who faithfully sit in the pews, 
help them to use these moments as rehearsal for what we ought to spend our time praying when we pray for our pastors and our leaders. And then for that pastor who had found themselves emotionally connected to these sessions and and this podcast, I pray, Father, that you will strengthen them and allow them the great insight that they need in order to successfully be your shepherd and your leader. We thank you for Jesus. And we ask all of this in the name of the one who hung, bled, and died on Calvary's cross. It is in his name we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And praise God.